I'm going to invite our first reader, Miss Joy Cochran. She's on the way. Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. God is great. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You'll have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who is said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Great job during practice today, guys. I think everyone's going to love our Christmas program. But what I think we really need to do is to think about how this scripture applies to our lives. So we know that Elizabeth prayed and prayed and prayed for a baby. So have any of you really prayed for something for a long, long time? When I was little, I really wanted a little brother. So I prayed and prayed, and finally God gave me one. And I felt really blessed. Although my brother can be a computer bug sometimes, I really love him so much, and I'm really, really thankful for him. I also have an example. I had a friend who was making unwise decisions, and I prayed that even if she had to get into a lot of trouble, that God would show her what's right. And God answered my prayers, and I felt very thankful. All right, so that's a little bit about Elizabeth, but what about Mary? I mean, she had to do the right thing by listening to God, even when it was really hard. Do you guys have any examples of a time that you did something like that? Well, I don't know if I did anything, but one of my friends, um, well, there's this guy at school, and like not a lot of people like him and like if he touches something they won't touch it kind of like cooties but in middle school um so he dropped something and she picked it up for him and you can tell that just really made his day so once i was walking through the halls after school and everyone's like rushing out because everyone wants to leave school so um i was going um up to the, my dad's room because interesting. And I was walking and everybody else was running and one of the teachers said, oh, thank you for actually walking through the halls like a normal person because everybody else was running. So I was doing that. So in society, it can be really hard to be homeless and yeah, people judge you for being out there for reasons why you might be out there. They assume it's for bad reasons. But my old church, we did these plastic rugs out of um, plastic bags, and we gave them to homeless people. So something we can take out of this story is that with God, nothing is impossible. Yeah, Elizabeth was too old to have a baby, and Mary was a virgin. 
Yet God gave them both a baby, one to, one to prepare the way for the Messiah, and one the Messiah. God is all powerful too. He can do anything. This story is a good example of God doing the impossible, but it's not the only one. The Bible is full of them, and each of us has our own story. Yeah, I like that the story is just like the impossible, like Mary was a virgin and she had a child and Elizabeth was really, really old. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, I think you girls got it. Um, I know our, our play is really focused on the Christmas story and, um, you know, Jesus being born, but it's good to think about, you know, why did Jesus come into the world? And that's really to save all people from sins. Exactly. Alrighty, it is time for church. Let's go worship Jesus. Let's do it. testing. Lord of all creation. 
Revolution. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect flame? The sleeping child you're holding is a great Is Malachi this reading is from Matthew 1 18 through 24 this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph but before they came together he was found to be she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph her husband was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quickly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did not want the angel of the Lord. He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. The middle school boys present Itchy Sweater. Now your mama made that sweater special, not to mention nice and warm. Now you're gonna wear it and you're gonna like it. Now go get some milk. Guys, I can't believe it. My parents are making me wear this itchy sweater. Ah, you think you have it bad. Joseph had to go through some pretty uncomfortable things to do what God wanted him to, like marrying a pregnant woman. Yeah, if Joseph can do that, don't you think you can wear that sweater and listen to your parents? Useless. Hey, what's up, boy? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Do you know what's up? This itchy sweater. Bro, that looks really itchy. And? Well, it's not that bad because, no, have you ever heard of Mary and Joseph? I keep hearing about them, but who were they? So they had to ride all this way on like the donkey's back. Like the donkey price stunk too. Couldn't have been worse than the sweater. Yeah. Yeah, you should listen to your mom and dad. <laughs> Cold wind. This is cold wind. 
Wow, man, you look really cold. Why aren't you wearing a sweater? My parents made me. My parents made me wear this one. I mean, it was itchy at the time, but now I'm kind of warm. I guess what my parents had planned for me may have been uncomfortable at the time, but in the end, it was a better thing than I had thought about. That kind of seems like Mary and Joseph, just like how they had to trust God through an uncomfortable circumstance, and it turned out good in the end. <laughs> Stay warm. <laughs> Hudson Hart. Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while the Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. like to invite any two-year-olds sitting with their parents that are part of Broadville to come join us now and any that came late that are part of Broadville to come on up. Thanks.
Baby Jesus, we love you. All right, our next reader is Mr. Soren Berkey. Luke 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, that was a great day of caroling, gentlemen. We had yeah, all the nicest neighborhoods in the town. We yeah. blessed some very wealthy people today. Ready to go home? Yeah. You know, I think we should go to the prison. That's a good idea. Yeah, I see, see? No, it's not. It's the prison? Well, yeah, we gotta go Christmas caroling to the prison. But they, they, they're prisoners. They probably smell bad, and they committed crimes. They don't deserve our well, wonderful you know, singing talents. Exactly. You remember whenever in the Bible, whenever the angels, they went to the lowly shepherds to share the good news? Yeah, but those are prisoners. What does that have to do with anything? Well, you see, the angels, they were high and mighty. And then the shepherds, they were super low. And they went to them to share the good news of Christmas. So we should go share the good news to them. Those are prisoners. Yeah. I, I, see, I see what he's saying. Lead yeah. the way, good okay. sir. Okay, yes, sir. Fine.
Our next reader is Miss Zizi Taylor. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star and when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard, that, heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he asked, had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them, where is the Messiah who was to be born in Bethlehem in Judea? They replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem and the land of Judah, are by no means least among the royals of Judah. For out of you will come, will come a royal ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from the, them the exact time the star had appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw a child with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. They had... Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having, and having been warned in a dream to not go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
We will invite everybody, Kofish and Entourage, to come on the stage for our final song together. Gofish, yeah, and the twos too. Broadville, Gofish, and Entourage.
this year who's not part of kids church or youth and has been so helpful i don't know if we would have done this without her where is miss linda miss linda valley we want to say thank you from kids church and youth for all your hard work thank you, miss linda. thank you so much miss linda for all you did okay we can go back to sit down Let's go sit down. Good job. You guys did a great job. Well done. I'm so proud of you. All right. Um, I want us to do... Last week, um, Luke said, spoke a little bit about, about the response of the shepherds to the news of the coming of the Messiah. And I'm going to take five minutes, if that's possible, to talk about what was the experience of the wise men when they heard the news of the coming king. In Matthew, I'm going to read just one scripture from Matthew 2, chapter 2. It says, where is the one who has been born the king of Jews? We saw his star, and when it rose, sorry, when it rose, and we have come to worship him. They had come to Herod's house, to the palace where Herod lived, and they said, where is the king? We expect the king to be born in a palace. But the king that we're speaking about today was not born in a palace. He was born in a lowly manger, in a stable actually, and put on a, on a feeding trough or a manger, whatever you want to call it. And so this is just opposite of what is normal. And I want you to, to, to see a few things there. That this, this Magi, when they, when they saw the star, they followed it. They walked with the star. They followed the star to see where it would guide them. And as God guided them with the star, God guides us in our lives. And I want to encourage you today that God guides us. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Just like the star was the light... That guided the Magi. Would you let God be the light and the lamp in your feet to guide you today? He is willing, He is able 
And he wants to, to guide you as much as he wanted to guide the Magi. And what we need to do, we need to have the same attitude as the Magi to say, yes, sir, we will follow what you want us to do. And then we hear the story that they went on and found Jesus and gave their gifts. And we saw the high school girls putting up posters here. What is the gifts that you have that you have not given back to the king? David says, whatever we have is yours, Lord. Whether it's financial, whether it's our, our talents, whether it's our time, it all belongs to God. How are you stewarding your gifts that you've been given? The Magi brought their gifts at the feet of the newborn king. Where are you offering? Because there's, there's a place where you're offering your gift. And I want to know where are you offering it? It's for you to think about. Where are you offering that gift that God has given you? In what altar are you offering it? Is it to this king, Jesus? Or it's another king? Or it's yourself? Because you can offer them to yourself too. But we are called, like the Magi, to come and offer these to the king. And then we are told that when they left, when they left um, after seeing the baby, the angel appeared to them and told them that don't go that direction. Don't go back to Harold. He wants to harm the child. Find a different way. And God in that way protected the child. And I want to encourage you as well to say to you, when you give, when you take that step of following the light, when you take that step of stepping into the unknown, the Magi did not know. They stepped into the unknown and just followed that star. When you take that step of faith, that's a step of faith. When you take that step of faith, God is willing to protect you as much as he was willing to protect the Magi. And I want to encourage you that take that step and leave the rest to God. He is willing, he is able, and he is willing to do it. And I want to encourage you that take the step and let, leave the rest to God. He is able to protect us. He will lead us to safety in every way. He has a plan. And relax. His plan does not change because of our situations. We can meet different situations that pull us aside. Like the Magi, they met Harold. Um, Harold, who was nice in their face, but very bad in the back of, you know, behind their backs. Don't worry if even if you meet situations like that. Because you know who's leading you. And when he leads you, he leads you to safety. Then the last thing I want to look at is that they were faithful to follow the star. They were faithful to go after the angel that gave them directions. They were faithful to follow that direction. And I want to ask you a question. How faithful are you in following what God has told you to follow? How faithful are you in walking the way that he has called you to walk? How faithful are you in following the light? How faithful are you in responding back to what God has told you you need to do? How faithful are you with giving back the gifts that he has entrusted you with? How faithful are you with giving back your life that he has entrusted you with? We can all be faithful, just like the Magi. And God will be glorified through that. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you give us good examples to follow you daily in our lives. I pray today that you help us and you guide us and you lead us and you challenge us 
in following you daily. Lord, I pray that we use the tools of your word that you have given us to guide us. I pray that like the Magi saw the star and followed it and used it as a tool, that you help us to take your word and use it. Lord, we thank you that you would help us as well to encourage people around us to follow you in one way or the other. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.